Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically with no limit on how much you can earn. How amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. <laughs> Limitations apply. Welcome to Pushing Through. I am Tate Frazier, and as always, I am joined by the kid, BJ Armstrong. And BJ, we are getting very close to the end of the NBA regular season. We have some competitive games going on. We have a lot of teams trying to jockey for position in the standings. It's been a wild time. BJ, how are you feeling as we get into the final two days of the season? You know, the final two days, I can hear Cliff Livingston, <laughs> a.k.a. Good News, getting mm. everybody fired up in the locker room and going, what time is it? <laughs> and everybody would shout all together, it's game time. And that's what I feel <laughs> right now. It's, it's game time. I think that we've somehow, some way, we've gotten through the regular season. We've gotten through another season of COVID and all of the obstacles that we've had to face during this, this year in the sporting world as well as in your personal life. But now it's, it, it's, it's for real. And mm. this is when the good teams are going to begin to separate themselves. The great players are going to begin to separate themselves. And now it's a race to 16 wins in the mm. postseason. So I'm excited. I think the play-in game is going to really give us an opportunity to get ramped up. There should be some great matchups. You know, think about some of the names, the star players that will be playing in the play-in games. So I'm fired up. I'm getting there. I'm almost there. I got a couple more days to get prepared. But this weekend, you know, here we go, Tate. <laughs> here we go. I want to talk about uh, the, the Miami Heat. You talked about sending a message and it's game time. They seem to uh, be ready and alert to that. Uh, last night they came out, tried to send a message against the Sixers. The Sixers themselves seemed like they were a little confused by the, the messaging, but they were like, okay, you guys get this one, tip of the cap. We're going to go play the Magic, try to secure the one seed. But uh, Haslam, the oldest man to be thrown out of a game, gets in a little scuffle with Dwight, Dwight Howard. So that was... Uh, we talk about playoff basketball. They were trying to trying to get in that mode. Jimmy Butler said after the game, they're not afraid of anybody. They're trying to get into to playoff mode. So the Eastern Conference in general, you got a team that went to the finals last year, has a lot of confidence confidence in themselves. You got a team, you know, with the Philadelphia 76ers with, you know, Coach Rivers and two All-Stars, uh, an MVP candidate, Joel Embiid. You know, you you got the Brooklyn Nets, who obviously are the, the talk of the town. All three of those guys are going to play Saturday, reportedly, BJ. You know, they've only played together eight times all season. So that'll be interesting to see what the Nets look like when they're fully formalized. Um, so, and then the Bucks. You got Giannis had 40 points last night. He had nine dunks in this game. Um, and they look like they're on a tear as well. So the Eastern Conference, as we're getting down to the final two games, we have a lot of contenders and a lot of conversations to be had. And that's a good good spot to be in in the Eastern Conference. Well, what I saw last night from the Miami Heat was the psychological aspect of the game. 
mm. that reminded me of how the game was played in the 80s and the 90s. You know, intimidation was a real part of the game. And it didn't matter if it was in the regular season or the postseason. If you knew you had an opportunity to face this team in the postseason, you wanted to make sure that that team knew they were in a battle. Mm -hmm. So the Miami Heat, I thought, brought the, the right mindset to the game. They weren't, they weren't only ready to play the game. They were ready to fight if necessary. So psychologically, I think their minds their mentality is in the right place. And it kind of caught the Sixers, I felt, a little bit off guard. I don't think they were like, okay, what's going on? The playoffs haven't started yet. And for the Miami Heat, the playoffs have already begun. Mm -hmm. So I like the, the mental preparation that the Heat are in right now. And it's a new season. And any advantage you can gain is an advantage. So mm -hmm. give the Heat credit for that. Clearly, the Philadelphia 76ers are, were the best team in the regular season. But when the postseason begins, it's 0-0. It's mm -hmm. So let's see how it plays out. But right now, the Miami Heat are letting everyone know. They're putting everyone on notice. When you play us, it's going to be a physical game. We're going to scrap 1 through 15, literally. Udonis Haslam hasn't played probably in three months. <laughs> and it gets thrown out in three minutes. Yeah, he so came out swinging. I, I I respect that, and I respect that everyone on the Heat team that plays and off the court, the coaches, they're all engaged. You know, Pat Riley was loving it. He's probably going to pay all the fines. He loves the <laughs> fact when teams are, are when they're mentally engaged into the game like this. So, you know, you you got a little taste, a little a little pre playoff basketball there. Yeah, and the Philadelphia 76ers, they have the best home record in the Eastern Conference, only seven losses at home this season. They will have the one seed if they're able to beat the Magic uh, You know, over these next two games. They can secure that. The Nets, one game back. Milwaukee, one game back of the Nets, so that's kind of where it stands there. The Miami Heat, you know, they would be matched up against the Atlanta Hawks right now, so potentially in the second round we get the Philadelphia 76ers and the Miami Heat in a 1-4 game or a 1-5 game at that point. So um, the matchup is there. Uh, the anticipation is there, BJ. But I want to talk about the playing games because you mentioned the stars. Uh, when we look at the Western Conference playing game, we got LeBron James versus Stephen Curry right now, and we got Ja Morant, you know, versus Demar Derozan in the San Antonio Spurs. So uh, pretty, pretty, pretty heavy battles there. And Ja Morant obviously is one of the you know brightest young stars in the league. And then Steph Curry and LeBron have been the two biggest stars over the past decade, pretty much. Yeah, it's it's this playoff. You know, I, I don't know what you want to call this playoff series, this playoff play in <laughs> games that they're, 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 they're calling. I think they're calling it the play in games. Yep. Are going to be pretty interesting. They're interesting if you don't have to participate in them because someone's going to get upset. Someone's going to, it's a, it's a one game. And, you know, I keep saying this, you know, that's what makes the NCAA tournament great is because anyone can be upset at any given moment. And when you have great players playing in a high-pressure situation, they could raise their game to a level, and they only have to do it for one game. It's not that they have to do it for a series. You know, that's what makes the NBA special to me and makes it different than any other game. You have to beat a team four out of seven games. You can get mm -hmm. lucky one game, maybe two games, but it's no luck when you beat someone four out of seven in a series. So... The excitement and the energy for one game is going to be at an all-time high. It's going to be a different level game. It's like game seven 
just one game. You know, this is a whole series. It's just really one game. So I think it's going to make for interesting drama, interesting, you know, play in the NBA in a sense, because, you you know, it's one game you're in, one game you're out. And you have these great players. So, you know, it's great if you're not in this in the play-in game. But if you're in that play-in game, man, it could be a disaster because you could play well all season, be one game from being the sixth seed and mm-hmm. literally not be in the playoffs. I mean, it's it, that's, the, that's the fine line between having a successful season and an unsuccessful season. Yeah, Jalen Brunson was on Jalen and Jacoby yesterday. A lot of Jalen's that we're talking about. But he said that, you know, it's great for the fans, the playing game. It's not great for the players. And I think that's that's the best way to describe it. You know, the fanfare around it and the interest, obviously, is going to skyrocket. But if you have earned that spot to be a seven seed and, God forbid, you lose two games in a row, now you're out of the playoffs and you say, wow, we, we just had a great season that all went to waste there. So it, yeah. it, it could be a tough pill to swallow for it. Yeah, it, it could be. But I, I will say this. In the NBA's defense with this play-in situation, the NBA had to do something to stop the, mm-hmm. the, the, the tanking and resting players, especially at the end of the season. And I don't think it's perfect what the NBA did, but I do think mission accomplished. Yeah, it addressed the issue. It addressed the the elephant in the room. Yeah, Yeah. it addressed the issue. And I think from that standpoint, it has been a success because you have teams playing that are in the ninth and 10th seed and the 11th seed Mm -hmm. who still feel they have a chance to get in, still playing competitive basketball late in the season. So from that standpoint, I think it's been accomplished is it perfect? Is this the correct thing, the right thing? No, but it, it it addressed the issue because that issue needed to be addressed because Tate, let's face it, we've seen teams resting, teams taking off, teams tanking, or however you want to term it. We've seen this happen this late in the season, and I think the NBA had to do something. And so that standpoint, I think it's been a success for the NBA. Quick break to get away from our sponsor, Discover. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically with no limit on how much you can earn. How amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted, 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Back to pushing through. Yeah, I would agree with you. I, I want to talk about the Eastern Conference matchup uh, on the other side because I have to bring up the Hornets. You got LaMelo Ball is back. He's playing some great basketball. Um, What's his name again? You love saying his name. You just smile yeah. every time you say his Lamello. name. LaMelo. <laughs> LaMelo Ball. I mean, this guy, this kid, he has uh, been phenomenal as a rookie. He obviously brings a, a nice you know, electricity to the lineup. The Celtics, Jalen Brown goes down for the season. Uh, I know they said he could be back in you know three months, but you know basically for all intents and purposes, the season he is out. I, I like this matchup for the Hornets, and I like the idea that they could potentially earn their way up or bump their way up into the potential seven seed, seven spot, and then play the Brooklyn Nets, a team that has not been able to play that much together. And you have a young Hornets team with Miles Bridges, Lamelo Ball. I mean, I wish that you could get Gordon Hayward back, but it, it's an interesting matchup, and I, I find the playing game against the Celtics. Um, that'll be Mitch Kupchak versus Danny Ainge, BJ. I'm excited for that. 
Yeah, those guys have had some battles over the years when Mitch <laughs> was with the Lakers. Yep. And give Charlotte credit. You know, they've been able to play and somehow, some way maintain, and I'm saying that with a capital M, they've been able to maintain this year with all of the injuries they've sustained. Yep. In particular, they had a injury to LaMelo. He missed a portion of the season. Gordon Hayward has missed a significant portion of the season. Mm-hmm. And somehow they're still, as we speak here, in the eighth, in the eighth spot in the Eastern Conference. So I think this season has been a huge success for them because more or less, I think they've overachieved. I think it's been a success. LaMelo has shown, you know, moments of brilliance. He's shown that he has the capability to be a top tier player. How high? You know, I we don't know. I think he's still you know reaching whatever potential whatever his ceiling may be but overall this has been a very successful season for charlotte and with a couple of wins i mean they could be playing the brooklyn nets or (laughs) the philadelphia 76ers in the playoffs so i think this is great for them to be playing meaningful games and i think the future is bright so you can keep smiling tate (laughs) you have a very good team and as long as Lamelo is healthy you're going to have some fun moments because LaMelo looks like he's going to be a very impactful player. Absolutely. I, uh, I'm i excited to see what he looks like in the playoffs. As we know, the playoffs is a different brand of basketball that comes to light. Um, are you? I want to talk about the Lakers a little bit because we did mention the playoff matchup there. They put the banner up the other night. They had fans in the building. LeBron you know, gave his speech. He was very emphatic saying, we expect to run this thing back to go back for back, but uh, back to back. But we know that Anthony Davis and LeBron are both in street clothes as they're saying this. So it's not quite the same as last year. It's not the same roster as last year. I mean, what is that? I mean, the Lakers have been playing a little bit better lately. Some of the role players have stepped up for them. But what is the outlook for them? And, and what is the you know what is the plan of attack if you're in the playing game? Because obviously, more games is not good when you haven't been able to create that continuity again. I have one word for the Los Angeles Lakers. Health. Mm. Their health is everything. This is the only team that I could say the following about and say it with a straight face. This team could be out of the playoffs in one game or two games or they could win the NBA Finals with the same roster. And as long as LeBron James and Anthony Davis are healthy or somewhere near 95%. Yeah, able to play at a high level. They will have high a enough chance. level. Yeah, they mm-hmm. will have a chance. But if they are not, you know, as healthy as they need to be to play at that high level, they could be at home in, in, a, in a week. Mm. And it's a very interesting dynamic with this team is because we all know if, those two are healthy. They wouldn't be in this situation. So we'll see. As long as their health is there and they're able to play and, and if LeBron is able to somehow, some way, get himself going and Anthony Davis can play and figure out how to get out there and play, I think they'll be okay. But, again, you know, you lose one, you, you lose two. Next week, Tate, we could also be saying the Lakers were upset. Because that's the that's the type of play-in that this tournament will provide. It will provide this level of drama. So we'll see how it plays out. 
right now the the Lakers are fighting for everything that they they're 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 basically fighting for their lives right now mm. to get in to the playoffs and and on top of it they need to be as healthy as they can because bo- not one but both of their stars are out due to some type of a uh, little nagging injury. Yeah, and it's uh it's fascinating because like you said they're right there in the middle where you could see a path to a back-to-back championship and it wouldn't surprise you could also see a path where they are a- unable to make the playoffs and I think that's uh that is the definition of duality when we talk about these situations and the uh, the domino effect, uh, so to speak. If, so if Steph Curry drops 50, they could be out of the playoffs. If he yeah. doesn't, they win that game, they could win the title. If the Lakers do lose for some unknown or unforeseen reason, it certainly will be good for the, the media and people like us and give us a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. Because there will be... Lots of changes, as you know, in LA. It, it'd be an overhaul. Mm-hmm. There will be lots of fingers to point. Yeah, two players would be safe and everybody else would be, yeah. And it'll be a very interesting dynamic. And I think mm-hmm. the play-in will bring about a new meaning because there are going to be some high-powered st- players or star players that have to play in this play-in situation. And you'll see, I think, play itself out in real time you know, where, you know, last year, I think we got a little taste with Damian Lillard. When he had an opportunity to, to play in one of those play-in type games. But now you'll get an opportunity to see it, you know, during the course of the regular season. And I think it's going to provide interesting entertainment. I think the fans will enjoy it. You know, I think the players will have to play at a different pace than they play at the regular season. And... It will be high powered. I think it's going to be, it's going to be fun, but it's not going to be fun for the team that loses. I can tell you that. Yeah, it's not, and it's uh, it's not going it, to be fun. It's not going to be fun because especially you mentioned Damian Lillard. There's an opportunity, you know, in this play-in scenario to to have those heroic Herculean moments where you know he took over and became almost like a, a Finals MVP type level, but it was in the play-in games. And uh, I think there's a chance that we have a, a similar scenario with a guy like Stephen Curry or a talent like John Morant or a Russell Westbrook in the Eastern Conference. You know, these guards that have a real shot to, to, to make a move or to make a statement to the world in these playing games, they're going to take it. And uh, they know they're on center stage. And I find that fascinating and it'll be a lot of fun. Well, you know, as the guard guru here, <laughs> you know, self-proclaimed. I love it. You know, this guard play is going to be at an all-time high. And I think this is another rule change that's going to amplify the importance of having excellent guard play. Mm. Because in the collegiate game, which you follow very closely, you know, guard play is at a premium, especially when you get to the NCAA tournament. Mm. You know, you could see it this year with Baylor. Baylor had phenomenal, phenomenal guard play. Three of them. Yeah. And anytime you have excellent guard play, you can control the tempo of the game. Mm -hmm. And more and more I'm seeing in the professional game, it's beginning to resemble or having some similarities with the collegiate game because of the way the game is played. You know, the game is played on the perimeter. It's played now at a different pace. It's played with spacing is is at an all-time high. And Mm -hmm. the three-point shot is here. So the perimeter play is very important. And that's putting more and more pressure to have excellent 
guards who can play downhill, who can space the floor and shoot the three ball. But more importantly, you know, I think in the NBA, uh, you know, I'm beginning to hear this term, tempo setters. Who can set the tempo? Who can control the tempo? And when you have someone that can set the tempo, especially early in the game, it gives you an advantage as a as a as an organization. And in these playoff type play in type games in the playoffs, especially the way the game is played, the more players that you have that can control the tempo or set the stage and control the flow of the game, it gives you an advantage. So guards are beginning to be at an all time high because a great guard can take you a long way in today's game. Yeah. And when you look at the Clippers, you know, that's why they have a guy like Rondo. Um, you know, every team that's really trying to compete for a title has that guard that can change pace. And, uh, you know, even when you look at the Sixers, I mean, there's times when, you know, Ben Simmons has to be that uh, for them. But uh, in general, I think these are all good points, BJ. Before we get out of here, I did want to hit on the 2020 Hall of Fame class that is getting inducted this weekend. Um, it is, you know, getting revered as, quote unquote, one of the greatest basketball classes of all time, featuring the likes of Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, the big fundamental himself, one of your favorite players that we've talked about on this program quite a bit, and Kevin Garnett. You know, those are, <laughs> you add up all the All-Stars, KG's a 15-time All-Star, Tim Duncan's a 15-time All-Star, Kobe's an 18-time All-Star. Um, you know, that is quite a group. And then, not to mention Rudy Tomjanovich, the head coach who came on our show last summer. Uh, we appreciated him, you know, telling us some of his Hall of Fame stories. He also will be inducted this weekend. Uh, Eddie Sutton's on that list, Tamika Catchings. Um, wow. Mike Mike Wilbon uh, from PTI is also on this list. A lot of people going into the hall this Mike weekend. Mike Wilbon, wow, wow, <laughs> as an NBA contributor, right? Yeah, is that, yes. is that what, That's what they there? call it? That's what they call it. Oh man, it's still hope for me. There's still hope for me. <laughs> That's hope for find, us. Hope you got to okay. find your way in, BJ. I, I see it as a contributor. But um, what what a list, and we're gonna have a lot of big stars there. Michael Jordan is gonna be there on behalf of Kobe Bryant with Vanessa Bryant. Um, Isaiah Thomas is going to be there to induct Kevin Garnett is going to be speaking for him. Uh, David Robinson, the Admiral is going to be there for Tim Duncan. So uh, it's going to be quite a show, BJ. I'm excited to watch. Those are some big time names. And, you know, I want to say congratulations to everyone on that list. You know, well-deserved. And it's a, you know, such an achievement, such an honor to, you know, have a career where, you know, you get, the individual accolades or the individual, you know, respect from, you know, not only your peers, but, you know, people appreciate what you do. So those are some amazing names. I mean, that's, that's basketball royalty when you're talking Mm -hmm. about the late Kobe Bryant and Kevin Garnett and Tim Duncan. I mean, those are, those are big time players. So, uh, but Tamika Catchings and Mike Wilbon and (laughs) Eddie Sutton and, yeah. Those are big time names. So congratulations to everyone, their families. I can't wait. And I'm just I'm incredibly, incredibly shocked that Michael Jordan is participating. So it must be something really special. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen Michael Jordan in public settings now. Quite know, a bit lately. Yeah. yeah. And uh, this is great. And, um, you know, unfortunately, we saw him. Uh, where we none of us wanted to be at that particular moment in mm-hmm. this last public setting, but you know it's great to see Michael come out and participate. And um, I think it's going to be an exciting weekend. I think it's 
those are a lot of big time names, a lot of stars. And congratulations again from pushing through from us to you guys there. Congrats. Yeah, the Basketball Hall of Fame is going to get uh, some legendary members added this weekend. We're very excited to, to tune in and see that happen. Uh, it's been about a year, BJ, since the last dance, which was the, the Michael Jordan's re, oh. uh, you know, reintegration into the world. And uh, you know, he said, "Allow me to reintroduce myself. I am MJ." In case you forgot, and uh, America fell in love. I, I've heard a lot of people um, just within my friend group, BJ. They're all bringing back the last dance. They're all rewatching it this summer on Netflix. So. You're a star wow. of that. There's been oh, a lot of wow. people that I've had a lot of people that are impressed that we do a podcast now because they're like, oh, now I know who you're talking about. BJ Armstrong from The yeah, Last Dance. Uh, yeah, I know. It's, <laughs> it's so funny. You know, I, I love talking to my, my, my oldest son, who's 20, his friends. They were like, oh, you played? I, 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 they're like, oh, you played? <laughs> it's great. Yeah, it's like, oh, I, I, oh, I, I know your dad from The Last Dance. It's like, you know, you know yeah. what I mean? It's, yeah. it's great. So, uh, oh, I think it's excellent. It's it's great entertainment, great theater, and mm. uh, anything that entertains because it got us through, you yeah. know, a portion of the of the pandemic. I mean, it was must see TV, right? Yeah, every absolutely. Week, every Sunday, you know, it was like everyone was glued to the television, so it was fabulous. Yeah, and we had Jason Hare on the show. We had some legends on the show like Chris Mullen and Joe Dumars. I mean, it was a great time. I mean, oh, I know we were going through a global pandemic, but I was looking back and. Uh, we did some fun shows and uh, it was, was a great doc. That was, and that, that was fun. That was that was fun. So, yeah, we we got a. It's it's always fun to revisit. You know, hopefully, uh, <laughs> took about thirty years to get that one going. I got to wait another thirty. You know, to, to yeah, get my, yeah. Get my uh, Al well, Bundy moment. It. You know, the my Al 30, Bundy yeah. moment. Yeah. Those are my Al Bundy moments. So. Uh, <laughs> That was great. Uh, it's good. It's good. And we got, uh, you know, we're 14 months away. We got uh, some good, you know, news from the CDC. Things are getting close to opening up. We're hoping, you know, in the next couple months, BJ, we, me and you can be doing podcasts in person again. So uh, yeah. we're getting there. Yeah, well, we got to get there. We have to keep a close eye on um, the BAL this weekend. Oh, yeah. Cole will be yep. Sunday making his intro. Mm. You know, let me reintroduce myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jermaine. Hey, Jermaine. I want to see what Jermaine <laughs> is going to do. So, Jermaine, I know you listening. <laughs> yep. You know, good luck. Good luck to everyone in the BAL and mm -hmm. um, a, a, a tremendous accomplishment. You know, I spoke to the commissioner just yesterday. Uh, oh, Amadou wow. Falls there, wishing them all the best. They're, Love it. They're incredibly excited and um, very positive. And I see all the business and the streaming and how you can watch the game. So, mm -hmm. you know, I'm interested to see. And I'm interested to see how it plays out. But I'm really interested to see how Jermaine does. You know, I want to see him do his thing. So, uh, you know, it'll, it'll, I'll, I'll have uh, I'll be somehow consuming sports this uh this <laughs> this weekend for sure yeah i never thought i would say this i'm a patriots fan you know the it's just not the patriots i thought i would say i'm a rwanda patriots fan so uh, rwanda you know. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's what i'm saying that's who we're rocking with uh i can't wait to see cole out there i can't wait to see brandon costner my boy from nc state so it's gonna be a fun time uh in the bal i think that the world will be tuned in and i think uh a lot of people that didn't know about it now know thanks to j cole and uh that, that that's the cool part of this that's the beauty of it all and uh 
We get to watch some basketball. He's a basketball player now, BJ. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, we will be back. This has been pushing through. Uh, we will be back early next week. We'll give you an update on the BAL and all things basketball. The season will be wrapped up at that point. We will be looking at play-in scenarios and playoff scenarios. So we will have a full NBA, NBA update then. Again, this is pushing through, and we'll see you then. <laughs>